welcome back to Let's Talk Shop. I am here with Sasha from Cheeky Zebra for episode two of season six. And as I explained in episode one, if you haven't watched um, watched that or listened back to that, we are documenting Sasha's wholesale journey. So in the first episode, we talked all about her previous experience about wholesaling, and we have also covered that a bit in a previous season. And today we are going to talk about, um, you know, the importance of having a structure and making time for your wholesale, how you manage your wholesale now versus before, um, who to target and what to say. We're going to talk a lot about mindset and overthinking and all that good stuff with some tips and uh, other things that Sasha has come up with in the meantime to maybe procrastinate <laughs> definitely procrastinate <laughs> and uh, yeah overall we hope that uh, this will be a really great episode for you so Sasha what did you what was the biggest change you, you've done to your schedule and how you structure yourself so when I did wholesale before like flurried into it and tried I noticed that I'm very much like a bull in a china shop so I would do like have a surge of energy and motivation and I'll be like Today I do wholesale, I would bam out a load of stuff, so I'd contact a load of people, and then I would feel panicky about them never hearing from them again, and I would never contact them and I'd leave it alone. And I do think, I don't know what your experience is, but does this happen a lot with people in terms of like, they'll suddenly feel, wait until they feel motivated to do it, do it, leave it alone, never think about it again? Um, I think, yes, and a lot of times they don't even um, feel like contacting them like a lot a common thing is that someone comes to me and they have a list of stock the potential stockists they want to contact that they think are a good fit but they haven't actually contacted any of them okay if you're listening to this right now and you have a <laughs> list of stockists that you haven't contacted that's really stupid just contact them <laughs> like, please just contact them right now i i think that there's a lot of things that you can do to make that process easier Having a process in the first place makes it easier. So that's what we did and what you helped me set up was just this realisation that if I was going to keep waiting till I felt motivated to do it, then I wouldn't con- be consistent. So it would be a case of they'll hear from me once every three months and I wouldn't follow up. It would just be stupid. And you're just constantly researching new shops instead of like actually taking them through a bit of a customer journey like you do with your retail sales right it is a customer journey like they might discover you in a shop or they might see you on Instagram and then they might save one of your posts because they think oh that would be a really good card for my dad or whatever and dad's birthday might not be until in nine months so you might not get the sale until later. Do you know what? That's a really good point. You know that quote that they always put around on the internet? I see this all the time. Like, a customer needs to have, like, seven touch points with your brand before they buy. And I think one of the things I learned from talking to you is that I think I assumed, like, yeah, but that's for B2C customers. Obviously, other shops, they just need to see my cards once and then buy. Or and it's like, yeah. no, it's the same rules apply. Like, you have to yeah. show up regularly. So what we did is um we set up a commitment of, like, I can't remember, I think I said a couple of hours a week, three or four hours, um, maybe even three. And what I did is I put it in my schedule. So it was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, spend an hour doing wholesale. And wholesale for me means two parts. So it means um, 
outreach. So actually contacting new wholesale shops and putting them through the funnel that Therese helped me build. So we've got like, I know that they're at stage one, stage two, stage three. And then also um, engaging with my existing people through the funnel to just follow up, send out sample packs where needed. And also sometimes really small things of just reminding yourself to just go have a look at their Instagram page. Mm-hmm. You got you told me about this. And just like, not in an overly fake way, but just kind of engage genuinely. So if you see something that they really like, just say that. If you think yeah. that there's something funny, drop them a message. But like, it has to be genuine. Don't just spammy send like the same. Don't no. be But the more you look at their business, the more you can see if you're generally you're a good genuine, fit yeah. for them. Yeah. Uh, and then you know almost how much effort to put in to continue to nurture the relationship as well. Yeah, because and people buy from people. Yeah, that actually I've noticed that a lot, especially with like small independent shops, is I like to think of them as non-human entities. <laughs> and then over time I'm like, oh no, this is just like James. He's really down to earth. He's really funny. And he just happens to have a gift shop. And actually once I humanised them, it made it easier for me to sell because I was like, oh, it's just like talking to truth. Like, is yeah. They're just people. And you're like, oh, okay, it's fine. For sure, it's not. I think in the beginning we put whoever we're selling to on a pedestal. Yeah, and it can be really like intimidating. Yeah, and it should be two way relationship, right? Yes, you are contacting them wanting to sell something, but you're doing that. You know, you're not trying to sell them something that they're going to be stuck with. The hope is that they will also make money from your stock. So it's not like you're... You, and also, you're not forcing them to buy stuff. <laughs> I think when you said this to me, when we were working one to one, that was like a massive breakthrough for me. Because I was like, oh, I almost felt like, oh, I'm I'm trying to con them in a way. Like, oh, I have to trick them into buying my cards. And, I, and then you were like, well, no, you idiot. Like, I keep <laughs> saying idiot. She'd never cause me an idiot. <laughs> I literally add the word idiot. <laughs> it's just how your mind works, I think. Yeah, Do you I'm, add idiot? Like, when, like you're too hard on yourself. I'm, oh, yeah, let's not make this therapy. But yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do have quite a critical voice in my head. So then, like, but what really kind of came through for me was, like, actually it was just a lack of confidence because it's like I do genuinely have great products I remember saying to you one day like Therese like I really don't think my products are good and I'm like I think I don't know if everybody who like makes their own things have this feeling but you have this sense of insecurity of like maybe my cards aren't as good as other publishers and da 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 and like do you know they are good cards and I think you asked me a question didn't you yeah (laughs) like how many cards have you sold this year yeah like you were like how many cards have you sold in the last 12 months and I was like oh, you know, like 50,000. <laughs> because obviously we do the ads, so we've had like massive scale. And then when she made me like hear that out loud and say it out loud, I was like, oh, 50,000 people liked our cards. So for me to then say like, oh, I can't sell because our cards are like, that's ridiculous. Like, and chances are everybody has some form of evidence that some like people do like what you're selling. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be 50,000 cards. God, no, that was like, like that, right, that was ads. That was ads. <laughs> But but it's also because it connected with people. Yeah. But, you know, if your price point is over, like, you know, a bit more than, yeah, <laughs> than, than a couple of few pounds. Um, but, well, you haven't been building your ad structure for that long or whatever, you know, that. But just that the fact that, you know, if your products are in front of a customer and they buy it, that is proof enough that there is a customer for your product. I think just like look at your reviews like yeah. I actually did that I went off our phone call I looked at our reviews and I was like oh Teresa's right like look this woman Sarah from wherever she said just said something really lovely that she brought this for her brother-in-law and he loved it and it really made him laugh 
great. Like that's you kind of almost need like a bank of reminders, maybe. Yeah. To use your reviews. I like I've a... had some people like they keep like a feedback folder in their email. Yeah. I I definitely worked in places where we like printed like good feedback and like had like a lovely folder. Which is nice. That's actually such a well. We do it when we were really busy, like Valentine's Day. Like every so often, you will get a shitty email just because you're doing so many orders a day. And then whenever like my family are helping with customer service, we have a rule of like you have to read five good reviews before you respond to like a really like angry like (laughs) customer service royal mail email. Um, but I guess the point was is that what you really taught me was it is I was I was coming from a mindset of like I'm a a car like um, I'm trying to sell people something they don't want like I'm a blind you know those people who call you up and try and sell you blinds yeah I was like that's not what's happening here and it really made me realize like actually it's a win-win situation and if I was and put yourself in the shoes of a shop is what you said to me as well that really stuck with me if I was having a shop and like these great stockists were contacting me to say like hey we really like your store we genuinely like your store and we think that we would genuinely be a good fit then I would be so excited to hear from them and you would be so excited to sell great stuff. Like in my little shop, I'd I'd actually be really happy. And then I was like, oh, so actually stop acting insecure and talking to people like you're conning them into selling blinds and just remember- (laughs) Or anything. Or Or conning them to anything. You're not. Yeah, you're like, because especially if you're selling, because Teresa taught me how to select shops that are like the right fit. Then actually, you're making their lives easier, is what you said to me, and I yeah, think that really Yeah, because resonated. you're going to them instead of them having to search for you. It's a lot less yeah. time on their behalf, and like you know, I think selling is all about making it easier for the customer to find you. Yeah, and like so, actually, and ultimately, no one is going. And this was something that's a bit embarrassing to admit, but I was like. Teresa's like, what if they're just going to buy to be sympathetic? And Teresa's like, Sasha, no idiot that runs a shop. Again, she doesn't call me an idiot. But she was like, no person that runs a shop is going to sympathy buy products when it's their livelihood. And then she also said to me like, Sasha, do customers reorder? I'm like, yeah, some whole, wholesale customers do often reorder. She's like, right. So again... Like follow what, the evidence. Yeah, what, what, what are we doing here? So I just I wanted to share that because I think it's really easy if you're a bit you know if you've got some insecurities or whatever to let that get in your way. Yeah. From the evidence, I think the mindset thing is such a big thing, and I think it holds a lot of people back. It's why I want to do my sales course, which I find a lot harder to explain. Like it's a much harder sell for me because it's so you know, whatever is holding you back might be different for each person and stuff. But it's like, for me, that bit is like almost the most transformative for someone's business. I would completely agree because I would say that like when Teresa's launched, before working with Teresa, like just generally, if somebody says to you like, oh, I'm doing mindset section of a sales course, you'd be like, that's nice, but just tell me how to sell. Like, I don't need this mindset shit. Just tell me how to sell. And if you're not into that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it can feel really woo. But the truth is, is like, you know, in one or two of our calls, like I did get quite emotional, which is a bit, it's quite embarrassing, but like, because you don't realise till you address some of this mindset stuff, some of the things or like beliefs you have about yourself that might have come from childhood or whatever, just yeah. how much they're holding you back. Like subconsciously, they were the reasons that I legitimately felt like, oh, I'm not very good. And I would just 
like approach, not approach, frankly, or if I was approaching, approach almost apologetically. Like, hi, mm. I'm really sorry to bother you. And <laughs> no, whereas your energy needs to be like, hey, how are you? Like, I've got these great cards. I think we'd be a great fit. And so, yeah, I just and think- confidence sell too. So if you're not, yeah. if you're very insecure about it and apologetic, I mean, I don't think any of us would necessarily buy for someone that was very apologetic and no. didn't give us confidence. But I can completely understand why you would be a bit apologetic if you're yeah, quite strong. Yeah, of course. But that's kind of why this mindset stuff, um, I think it's great that you did a whole section in the course. But like, because it is really powerful and you almost don't realise how powerful it is until you've gone through it and been like, oh my God, all of that stuff was actually holding me back. Yeah, and I think you were saying, like, it almost split into two parts for you. Like, insecurity is to start, which is maybe to do with the fact that you'd done it before and it didn't really go that great. <laughs> See, well, she says everything so nicely. It's I, mean, it, great. I mean, on paper, actually, if you said to someone, I got a, my first order was from a big retailer and they ordered 10,000 cards on paper, that is a great success to lots of people. Yeah. But if you don't then say, well, I almost lost money on it, if you took the labour into account um, that, you know, you didn't have to pay for because you got your family involved. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, like that will stop you from starting again, right? You no, know, it definitely was. I was like, and also, you know, the fact that my family knew that, you know, we got this 10,000 order and Sasha hadn't really made much money, there was definitely an element of shame there on my part. And I felt a bit embarrassed, like you let alone being like, guys, remember how I like didn't make any money and made you work really hard? And now, well, I'm, gonna now I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> like, you know, those things like my family are amazing, but like those things are in the back of my head, not necessarily from them, but like you don't even realise the extent of how many insecurities you can be holding yeah. and how they because there'll be people right now who you're like, why are they doing so well? And at least I found this. And I was like, and when I realised, I was like, oh, it's because their mindset's actually in the right they're in the right headspace yeah it's not even necessarily that their products are any better than or worse than you I think it's because everybody's products I imagine are at a level of like fit for purpose like they're good products like yeah. nobody's made it this far with awful products so mm. I think the difference between the people who've got thriving wholesale and not actually probably has way more to do with their mindset than for sure and just putting themselves out there and being visible to potential buyers I think that you know, if we don't work on our mindset, it can show up in different ways. Like overthinking, for example, like when you got your first order from the US, like we were on WhatsApp and it was like, I have to do this and that or this I've, and that. I've and you overcomplicated like things I basically had a panic attack. I literally <laughs> was messing to Like, I don't understand because it's fairly simple, but I overthought it, got myself so confused, felt like I needed so many more forms. You literally sent me a voice. Like, it was so helpful just to have you over WhatsApp. And you were basically like, Sasha, you just need to send this and this form and that's it. And I was like, but don't need And you're like, no, you just need to send this form and this form and that's it. And I was like, <laughs> and I think we went through that about three times. Yeah. And then I was like, I think I gave it a couple of hours and I was like, oh, Teresa, it's all done. Simple. And she's like, yeah. Um, so another way that your insecurities, I think, showed up was that, you know, when it came to like con starting to contact people, like we got to the point where you were like ready, we put the structure in place, we had your sales funnel, we talked about who you're going to target, what you're going to say, you had your templates, you knew what to personalize them with. 
But then you decided that you needed to become a gift company and have get an alcohol license. <laughs> oh God, it's actually so embarrassing. <laughs> right. I'll, yeah, so we've got to just be honest. And I think sometimes when I'm scared of doing something that's new or I feel like I have to put myself out there and I have a fear of reject. I think everybody, like, you know, for me and my cards, and I don't know if other people who've got small businesses feel this way, is that it's an extension of you. And I sometimes think that my pet, like all who I am is my business. So if somebody rejects my business, I'm like, oh no, they're rejecting me and I'm gonna die alone. And like, I, you know, just it brings up all these insane things. And so then Therese was like telling me like, we're ready, you need to go. And I was decided to be like, Hey Therese, like I know that we've got to do this whole stuff thing, but I've just had a great idea. Like uh, we're a card company and wouldn't it be great if people could buy gifts from us as well? And so actually what I need to do now is like, it's a big priority at the moment, Therese, is that I need to invest in like, you know, an alcohol license. <laughs> I need to buy source gifting products. And also it was the way in which I came to you and I was like, I need to do it yesterday. Yeah. It <laughs> and you needed to get the order value up. Yeah, I think I'd seen, basically I'd saw Thoughtful and I'd seen, because they're like a major competitor to us. Um, and they were like selling gifting options. And I was like, why don't I sell gifting options? This is the reason that I'm not rich is because I'm not selling. And I weirdly, what it was, it was a form of fear of doing, sometimes you can be so scared of the, the sensible things that you know are right in front of you that will make you the most money. And so instead you can just decide that that's not the problem, create a completely new problem that would have cost so much, like it was really stupid, but you were so like, Teresa was so good. She didn't like let it show that I'd lost my mind. She would just, <laughs> she was really, you asked me really good questions, walked me through it. And you were like, so cash flow wise, like you're struggling at the moment, right? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, so an alcohol license can be quite expensive. And a gifting business is very different to the business you have currently. And you kept asking me these questions. Yeah, just like little things that you probably had not considered. Like, you know, you would have to have bigger boxes. So you have to have lots of different size boxes for shipping in stock. Like just really small things, but that would add a lot of time, a lot of cash. Yeah, it would tie up a lot. It was really not, like, and it was just a form of procrastination from fear. Yeah, 100%. and I don't think that, you know, like, those sort of things, like, becoming more of a one-stop shop, is maybe, like, a step in the future. Yeah, it's not a bad say... idea. Like, it's just not a great idea for right now. Yeah, it's like, that's exactly what you said. And I don't know, like, if this... I found... Did you find this happens with, like... Because obviously you know a lot of small businesses who move to wholesale, you help them through. Is that a common thing where when people get a bit scared of the work in front of them, they will, like, divert their attention somewhere, something a bit more shiny that feels a bit more, like, yeah. easy and shiny? Generally, and like, it's developing more products. Oh, guys. <laughs> Shout out everyone who's listening who now feels, like, really heard. And they're like... <laughs> like, most of the time, it's like, I have to make this product... Or I have to re-photograph all my images because all my images are really bad. That's or I need a new website or I need, um, I don't know. Like, uh, it's just like you need a studio, you need a like someone to help you. Like, a lot of times when you get to the stage where you are actually ready to start selling, you put in, like, lots of other things you have to start before you are ready and then um, you don't have to do the uncomfortable bit. That's 
like probably so apt you should make that into a real because I think everybody would just feel personally attacked and, like see. I don't want to attack anyone no, this, this is why Teresa's so lovely because that's actually like you genuinely yeah you were so delicate about it but I'm kind of reassured to know that that's what everybody does like it's kind of your go-to especially yeah. if you're a creative person when you feel a bit spooked you're like oh it's almost perfectionism as well it's this thing of like oh because I was thinking like oh, I can't send out the wholesale catalogue because all the cards aren't perfect yet and it's yeah. like that's just not true and I think that's like one thing that, you know, um, when you, uh, how you say this, like in a nice way, <laughs> like um, when you work with someone one-to-one and you get help, you know, you are not like essentially paid me to agree with everything you say. Like you want to be challenged, but also supportive. So like, I'm not going to say it in a nasty way, Can I just say but you- I think it's really important that, you know, if you hadn't have challenged me, frankly, because we've just said I've, I've got potentially about to have about nine stockists by the end of the year, we're looking to get that. If you hadn't have challenged the way I was thinking, and you did do it in like such a lovely way, I wouldn't have my nine stockists. And at the end of the day, I'm working with you because that's where we wanted to get to. Yeah, yeah, that's what you want. And I think that if you are like, the, I think this is where I see my courses versus like working one to one, like. You know, with the courses, if you're a self-starter, you don't have such a mindset thing. You just need the information to go away, do the thing, and that's all you need. That yeah. will give you enough confidence, then that's great. But if you are someone more like Sasha, where you will come up with new things to, like, procrastinate, then maybe one-to-one is better. Yeah, and I think people will know that themselves. There'll be people who are listening to this. If you're honest with yourself. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm a Sasha. And there'll be people who are listening to me like, no, I just need to know what to do. And then I will just fly. Yeah. And actually, I think also, if you don't know, you could do the course, you'll have all your knowledge, and then you'll realise whether you're actually executing or not. I've done that. I've done courses, and then I've gone away and found someone to work one-to-one with because I knew I wasn't going to do the thing and it wasn't that you didn't understand the material it's that you needed the accountability yeah and actually one of the benefits that I found working one-to-one which is a bit like it's weird because like you you know me quite well now which means that like I've been a bit vulnerable so you know some of my insecurities which is scary (laughs) but what's made it so helpful is that like when we're working together you already know where I'm likely to slip up so you're already in our sessions being like so Sasha like how are you going to make sure that you kind of you won't say it like this, but you're like, so how are you going to keep accountable to yourself to these actions and not get distracted by other things? Yeah. Because you always seem to know, like, when I'm likely to just, like, go off on another tangent. I think when you go very quiet on me, like... (laughs) 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 You're not doing what you're supposed to do. Do you know what's funny? is that I'm, like, I'm smiling because I'm like, shit. (laughs) She's actually so right. (laughs) Yeah, it's, um... It's, um... But, you know, it takes a while to get there. And I I would say if you're going to work with someone one-to-one on your business, the more open you are about your insecurities, the more help you can get. Yeah, I definitely got way more out of it by just telling you the whole truth. Yeah. And that means that sometimes I do have to tell her, like, Teresa, I'll be honest, I've done nothing this week. Yeah. And actually, I think we have to be honest about that too. That's going to happen. And it's almost just like any other thing that you're doing, like whether you're quitting smoking or whatever. You just have to, like, get back on it. Yeah. and get back on it and if you just keep getting back on it then you'll find that you're doing enough yeah I mean like we have also worked together quite intensely to be fair yeah like we have had almost week, weekly or bi-weekly calls depending on like the week yeah whereas like a lot of times I work with clients on like a monthly basis 
Um, but um, I think for you, like, it depends on your personality, I think. And it also, yeah, I definitely, because for me, I need more whip. Like, I definitely need somebody to be a bit, like, afraid of letting down to keep me as accountable, I think, which is not necessarily for everybody. But you know the people that you do one-to-ones with, do they still get kind of, like, access to ask you questions yeah, in yeah. between? Yeah. Because that's the thing that's most helpful is when you have, like, a bit of a panic. I can yeah. quickly just be like... Da-da-da-da. And not everyone does it. So I have clients that, you know, I talk to almost daily mm-hmm. like not talk to but like you know just messaging uh, and then I have clients that I don't hear from until next month and they don't want me to chase them up in between because that makes them um feel like you know they're back at school and like they almost rebel against that I love how like you then able to individualize it for everybody well I don't know if I always get it right but like <laughs> I hope I do most of the time <laughs> I'm very sure you probably do. <laughs> um, because, like, we are different. Like, I, it's actually I'm going back really far. I was, I don't know if I was on Josephine Brooks' podcast or she was on my podcast, but she, we re- established that we were completely different in the way we learned. <laughs> okay. Like, uh, she, like, I want the carrot and she, like, does not want to like she didn't care about the courage she no wants... she doesn't <laughs> she didn't care yeah. about the but like it was really interesting actually um and it made me really think about how we learn differently and how we you know some people would feel personally attacked by like me checking up on them oh wow yeah but, that like, would make whereas sense. like well that's maybe a bit no, you, they don't, yeah, but they might feel a bit triggered in a way of like, oh, like. No, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Who's she to ask me? I'm what an to adult. Do? I can make my own decisions. Yeah, I'm not paying you to mother me trees. <laughs> Whereas Sasha is more like. I'm like, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that I think we we learn differently. So whatever, like you know, like if you're listening and you're more like, no, I just want the information. Like, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I think most of what we spoke about today is the mindset stuff, but I think that has been the most powerful. Like we've mentioned overthinking. We've talked about the structure. So um I mentioned that you gave me like um and we set up a state of workflow. Mm. So like I that really helped take the thinking out of it because like I don't have to think what to do about contacting a stockist because I have a very clear structure. Like I know what I'm saying to them at first. I like obviously it's a bit tailored, but I know what I'm doing next week and the week after with them. So that really helped. And then the other big thing was just putting in the time. So the commitment to be like every week these days I reach out and yeah all you can do really. And then it starts to compound, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. And um what you would you say to someone that wants to you know, that is having a bit of, like, a need to shift their mindset. What would you say was, like, your number one thing? They need to shift their mindset in regards to wholesale selling. I would say, number one, I would say do a piece of action just to prove to yourself that you've done it because that gives yourself evidence that you actually aren't too afraid to show up and you did it. So if there's one stockist right now in your mind um, who you're like, I've been thinking for a while, I should probably message them, but I don't feel ready. Even if you're not fully ready, like assuming that you have the bare minimum, like you have some form of wholesale marketing thing, mm. just send them an email like right now. Like literally just be like, hey, da-da, thought we'd be a good fit, this is why. I would actually just pick one and send one email. So you just get started, basically. But the one, just one. And then I would make go and figure out, like, what structure you need to put in place for it to work with you. Like, if you need the information, do the course. Mm. If you would benefit from knowing, like, having a stage, like a flow, then do 
the course and do it that way. Or if it's mindset stuff, then just really think about like what, just think about the evidence you've got in your favor. You know what we spoke mm. about today? Like how you asked me those questions of like, well, how many cards have you sold already? Or like, what have some of your customers said? Whatever it is, you need to kind of figure out for yourself why you're holding yourself back and then kind of tell yourself like yeah. the opposite. And I think as a byproduct of like talking about your sales mindset, you have also shown up more online and actually sold. It's changed everything. When I realized and I got a bit more confidence in my card through working with you, I was reminded of that my cards are actually really hilarious. Like they are. <laughs> like that's yeah. not yeah, you know, and if they're not hilarious to you, that's fine, but they're hilarious to a bunch of like they are funny to People to with, lots of people with a good sense of humor if you don't find yeah. them funny you're just not funny <laughs> no i'm not gonna say that. <laughs> i'm kidding Therese didn't tell me to say that but like um no as in what i mean is that's how her cards are though like they're a bit sassy they are a bit yeah they, they are a bit sassy like you're not going to be for everyone but you're there's seven billion people like you're definitely going to be for somebody so like that was a big thing and I've lost my train of thought what was it? oh so basically that kind of whole mindset shift made me realize like when I was working with Therese was like oh so one confidence back in my product two confidence with my own ability like just this idea of like I'm actually sharing great stuff with people and when you're in that energy I found that I was selling more online because Therese kind of said to me like what are you doing about your online sales and I was like I think I actually said what actions do you take every day to make sales and I literally it was you know that thing it like that audio just crickets it was just like there was just silence and I was like I don't know what you mean and she was like no what do you do every day to sell your products and I was like nothing and that was really impactful for me actually and a bit yeah now you do something every day Mm -hmm. like even whether that is a newsletter or like an Instagram post that is actually about you know, driving sales somehow. I was almost afraid to sell on Instagram, which was so weird because yeah, I was, were doing, I was it. doing that same thing. I was doing this apologetic, like, I don't want to bother people. They literally follow you because they like your car. <laughs> they, they want to buy from you. They want to buy, they brought before and they support your business. Like you literally have people in front of you that actually follow you because they like your cars, they want to support your business. Your they like your brand, they like your products, right? They're literally the most targeted people for you and they want to buy and you're not going to make their life easier. Like I was too afraid to show. And actually I realized that when I started getting into this fun energy of selling more online. I have fun with it. I've had so much fun with it. And it doesn't mean that it has to be like, buy these now, buy these now, shop now. It's more like, hey guys, these are my top five sellers from last week. Like card charts, like this is number one. Oh no, this week, this card's been taken down. Yeah. It's it's fun and I have like, you find a way to have fun with it. You're a lot more confident with it. And since I've been doing that, so all the wholesale mind stuff translated to all other parts of my business and my organic sales, we said yesterday, I had the highest sales day of organic sales direct to my website that we've ever had. And it was purely through showing up more online with this energy of just like, being excited about what you yeah, do. Yeah, sharing your excitement. I think the first thing you did after we were talking about, like, one of the first thing you did after we talked about, like, what you are you doing for your sales today sort of thing, um, was that you did that Instagram sale. Yeah. Where you, like, cleared a lot of, like, um, Old stock. older stock. Yeah, so Therese, basically, after I got the call with it, it really, really resonated with me. And I had some notebooks that I wanted to clear. So I literally just went on my Instagram and was like, we do these hilarious notebooks. Um, If you send me a reply to this message with an emoji, and I'll give you a custom code, and you'll get this percent off, but it only lasts 24 hours. And I sold loads of notebooks, because people like the notebooks. 
and like they just needed to hear about them and it's just yeah, because that simple. you never talked about but i them. never spoke about them and i'm like <laughs> why is nobody buying notebooks because you never speak about it <laughs> yeah there's a lot of things that you can do with your sales mindset i think we hold back naturally sometimes because we're fearful of being too in your face to people yeah which is weird because i think there's that's not for everyone some people will be listening to this and they'll be like absolutely not mm. but i think there's definitely a camp of people that we're in yeah. that's just naturally very conscientious and just this fear of like being too much or bothering people yeah yeah for sure for sure so this is all like about selling and we are also going to be covering how it's going and like the results or you know we're going to record that a bit later to see where Sasha is a bit later in the year um which will be fun Um, but um the episodes will be going out every Monday so we hope that you tune in then yeah hope to see you soon Oh, oh no, wait, 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 stop, pause. <laughs> We've just forgot a load of things. Yeah, well, where can people find you? All right, sorry, we are cheekyzebra.com. So that's the website. And then if you want to find us on Instagram, it's cheeky at cheekyzebra.com. But obviously the dot spelled D-O-T, zero. And if you want to find out where you can find out more about me, or if you want some of my help, you can find that in the show notes and with all the links and stuff.